What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Talk Movies. I'm Brad. And I'm Miguel. And after a crazy, crazy, insane week, we're back for real this time. I know we said yeah, that last back. time. We said that last time, and then we had to take like a whole other week and a half. But for real this time, we're back. And we're super, super, super stoked about it, man. Uh, it's been a crazy week. I, I posted a video real late last night um, just to kind of explain where we had been. And I take the blame for a lot of that. Somebody, J-Dead, Miguel, I don't know. J-Dead's not here. Hopefully he shows up. But uh, he said... Blame Miguel, and I was like, "No, it's actually not. It's not Miguel." Are you serious? You blame me? Yeah, Yeah, I was like, "I was like, it's really not his fault." I've never, I've never canceled a show. I don't think on my part I've done it. If I'm not mistaken, the only time I know shits hit the fan was for me was whenever we did the Stranger Things, and my outlet just went. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, super stoked to be back, guys. Again, I moved. I've had work stuff starting this week. It's just, it's been, it's been insane. And of course, I feel like. We always have to, like, if we do, we, it's rare that we take a big break, but I feel like as soon as we do, it's when something crazy happens, like all of this Warner Brothers Discovery stuff, and it, it just, it, it's crazy. Like, when we were on the break, that was when San Diego Comic-Con was going on, and I could have made a video, like, every day talking about stuff that happened there, but um, it's okay, and hopefully uh, we're definitely going to return to more of a normal schedule now, so I'm really looking forward to that tonight on the show. Boy, has it been a big week uh, for exactly my thoughts exactly. Um, it's been a re- <laughs> it's been a really really big week. Um, there's a lot of questions. We've gotten some answers, but the Batgirl film that was set to bring back Michael Keaton as uh, the one and only Bruce Wayne slash Batman has been canceled. Uh, HBO Max has been confirmed to be. Uh, on the chopping block it is being phased out over the course of the next year and there are many 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 questions about the future of dc films um which is rumored to become its own studio similar to what kevin feige did with marvel uh and just uh, there's a lot of questions about warner brothers discovery and the whole the the, the madness that's been going on um with this entire ordeal it's it, it's crazy man there's there's a lot um, to break down and a lot to talk about here. So I, it, it's going to be a wild one. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. It's insane. There's it's a lot hard to, to like, def- it's hard to defend DC like this now at this point. Cause it's, it's like, you know, cause I've always said that like, well, DC is like, you just got to give them some time. They'll figure their shit out. But then like they consistently do stuff and it's like, bro. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, it, listen, like their publicist, me- their publicist has to be like pulling hair out now at this point. Like, I would be literally quitting or asking for a major raise after going through whatever the hell uh, this publicist is probably doing with, like, Warner Bros. Because it's, it's, it's atrocious. Like, guys. Yeah. Well, and, and let me say this, too. I know we – listen, you can go back. We have videos where we've talked about our disagreements with Warner Brothers. This is not <laughs> – for taxes. Uh, we – we don't hate Warner Brothers. We actually, I, I, I actually think Warner Brothers makes really, really incredible films, and they've shown more than one time that they make really, really great films. And this is not an attack on uh, on Warner Brothers Discovery. This is not an attack on anybody that has anything to do with DC. I think nobody sets out to make a bad film. Nobody sets out to make a bad movie. And I, I just question. My fear, given, you know, we're going to break everything down in just a few minutes, but my fear here, based on what we've heard um, and what David Zaslav has announced, 
my fear is that we're just going in circles. Like Grace Randolph tweeted that earlier today. Um, and I know a lot of people don't necessarily agree with her on a lot of things, but I do agree with her on this. Uh, I feel like we are just about to start the same exact problem that we've had before. <clears throat> and that if you do this 10 year plan and you're basically, I mean, they flat out said similarly to what Kevin Feige and I forget the rest of the Disney exec names have done with Marvel. Like they literally flat out said they're trying to do exactly what Marvel is doing. And I think mm -hmm. that is the worst possible road you can take. I, I think Marvel is always going to be like you're, and, and I don't say this, this is not a DC versus Marvel thing. I just think, from a business perspective, uh, you're never going to be Marvel. You're never going to do what they did. You're, you're just not. No studio, mm -hmm. I, any studio, I, the MonsterVerse, uh, you know, I, nothing is ever going to touch that. And, and that's okay. Yeah. But I think, you know, we, we've globbed onto this idea that everything has to be a shared universe and everything has to be connected. And there's got to be a post-credit scene that leads to a different film. And then that post-credit scene leads to it. It's just, it's kind of getting crazy. And well, it's, I, it's not I don't even, think they need to adopt that. Yeah. Well, it's not even that because like you like you said that like DC trying to copy off like the MonsterVerse and the MCU or like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And like we also got to understand, man, like the MonsterVerse isn't necessarily doing the same thing that the MCU is doing. Like, yeah, I don't, business, I don't think from a they're... business perspective, because honestly, right. like if you were if you were to like chop it up to the universes that are working, you could all oh, you could see that. It's literally just the MCU and probably the MonsterVerse. I saw a tw you sent me a link or something. You told me like, like on Twitter, it was like the like now at this point, the second best uh, universe or universe is yeah. the MonsterVerse compared to. I agree with that. The MCU, which I mean, cool, yeah, yeah. I'll flick my, I'll, I'll, I'll cheers <laughs> to that. But what, what you guys don't, what they don't get is like you can't really like, like you gotta understand the MonsterVerse isn't necessarily copying the MCU. Because I don't even from a is. business standpoint, yeah, and that's why it's working because they're not necessarily doing it verbatim what the MCU is doing. You know, like long ass right. contracts and continuous spoilers about what's next coming in the new movie, like or anything like that, or like hiring so many different uh di one director to lead it all, or like one exec to like lead the whole universe. It's right. like no, it's not even that. And also, if I'm not mistaken, wait, Warner Bros. is over legendary films right it is yeah 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 so that's like, what i'm saying so, like, it, so like it's not necessarily like warner bros that's the problem it's whoever the fuck is trying it's the fact that warner bros is trying to copy the fuck out of the mcu but if you if you just want to like if instead of copying someone just read the trend like just follow the trend that's going on read right the room <laughs> again yeah like with warner bros with warner bros studios and the monsterverse it's going great i mean <laughs> People that are fans of Godzilla, which, by the way, I got a new poster, and I, I'd love to show you guys later, but um, fans of Godzilla, they they love what's going on with the MonsterVerse stuff. Now, yeah. what's going to happen soon, I don't know, okay? But I'm more excited than worried about it. So, yeah, with DC, they really got to chill the fuck out on this whole, like, oh, we're just going to do everything that the MCU is doing. But they forget. Yeah. Everything that the MCU did was literally first try. Like it was like their first attempt at it. So like for them, it could have went tits up at any point in time. And it was so never perfect. It, yeah, it was never. It's not perfect by any stretch of the means. Like go back and just watch a lot of the yeah. movies. Some of them have stories that just didn't that didn't move forward at all. So like yeah, like 
the MCU like literally got lucky. I can't explain this enough. Like the MCU got lucky. Like they found momentum and they literally threw all their cards mm-hmm. on the table and says, here you go. So yeah, like they were really lucky in regards of like creating the universe that they did and kudos to them. And we're all very fortunate to be able to witness it. So when the DC is saying like, oh, well, let's just do it the same way they did it. Well, I mean, it's just the fact that it, like the MCU was just lucky the fact that it worked. So for DC to copy it exactly, it's not working because you know why? It wasn't a perfect system. So yeah, I just don't get why the DC is continuously trying to copy off of the MCU and the MonsterVerse when they realize that like the MCU literally like was trying their luck at it. The MonsterVerse saw that the MCU was doing good and try to do their own spin on it and take their own route or journey in their own universe. So they're doing an entirely different thing if you think about it. Yeah. Yes, it's a universe, but from a business standpoint, like all the other logistics, it's completely different. So, well, and, and and my deal with the DCEU has always been that it, it just felt like it was rushed. And, and I, I liked some of what they did. I think, both honestly, both Wonder Woman films I thought were really, really well done. Um, it's no secret that I'm not really a big bvs fan i I never have been um the first time i saw batman versus superman i was kind of like okay like i i just it it didn't there was something about it that that just didn't do it for me i and a big part of it and i love ben affleck this is nothing personal it's nothing personal against anybody it's not personal against anybody who works for warner brothers discovery or for dc at all um but I, i i have never been a big batfleck fan i just haven't he, he's mm-hmm. we ranked our, our favorite Batman performances. And I mean, was, mine's number two. So I mean, he was we're, lower we're, on we're my both. list. I yeah. I would put Christian Bale over him, and that's not again. I love Ben Affleck. I think he's a great actor, but I he's not my favorite Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest gripe with the DCEU was that it felt rushed from the very beginning. It just felt like mm-hmm. they were they saw Marvel and were like, oh, we got to get there now. Like, and it was like, whoa, but. Take a like rewind and look at feel like I'm the Joker. Let's rewind the clock. Like, but if you go back and you look at those early Marvel films, we just touched on that a second ago. Iron Man is not a perfect film. It's Mm. not. I I don't know that I would put Iron Man in top five, top ten, maybe even. I don't know if I'd put it in there. And I love it's a great movie, but it's not it's not top tier MCU films. It's not Mm -hmm. for me. And logistically um, speaking, it was it went through a lot of like trife it did. and and sh- like it's not the word uh tr- like struggles or whatever yeah. just with like paying paying all the right actors, make sure they're all uh, reimbursed properly, mm-hmm. schedules, the suit itself, the CGI, like everything in regards to like the yeah. movie itself, like it went through some struggles for it to get off the off the ground. And honestly, like I'm sure John Favreau can agree that they didn't even know if it was gonna work. Like they just threw I don't the think Nick they did thing. They threw yeah. the Nick Fury thing just for the sake of like, that's just what it, that's just what they did before. Like after credit scenes were mm-hmm. not a new thing with the MCU. Yeah. It was just a new. It was just something that you throw in there just to be like, haha, right. look at that. We we actually talked about it or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, they just threw it in there for the sake of like, oh well, maybe it could, but you know, if not, fuck it. We right. got a little Easter egg or whatnot. There well, was no like t- there. They didn't have like. I'm sure that they were thinking they had plans. But they didn't know if it was going to work. They just thought, hey, you know, if it works, hey, guess what? We got more of a story to build off of. Right. I mean, even look at The Incredible Hulk. That is definitely not a perfect movie. I I mean, it's I think it's better than Eric Bana's weird comic book 
Hulk film. Both are good uh, in their own right. Don't they are. They're much, both good right? in their own right. But I mean, even look at that film. They recast Bruce Banner in Avengers. Yeah. They, ca- they recasted everybody. They basically it was a soft did. reboot. Literally, that that movie is kind of its own thing. I mean, yes, it's it, it is MCU canon, but really the only two things that continued were General Ross and Emil Blonsky, Abomination. They were the only two things that really carried over from that film. Even the tone of that movie is completely... I mean, the Hulk that we get in the Avengers and the Hulk that we get in the Incredible Hulk Hulk are like... Hulk. Hulk. The the Hulk that we get in those two films are complete opposites. They're not Mm -hmm. the same. And that's okay. I mean, I don't don't have a problem with that, but... The Incredible Hulk was just like it was more like a uh like a like a like a monster hunter film kind of yeah. if you think about it. Also, so, Betty Ross, where did she go? <laughs> Betty, she's like a pretty important MCU character, and she's just gone. And we yeah, never we totally never gone. heard about Betty ever again. Um, yeah, which I think is kind of strange because Betty Ross is literally like Bruce Banner's main girl. You know what I mean? But that's yeah, like the, the relationship. All, yeah, all of that to say. That the MCU was never perfect when it started. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I just feel like even looking at, even if you went the Snyderverse route, it was like, I mean, what did, what, realistically, what did we have? We had Man of Steel. We had Batman versus Superman. We never got, a, maybe I would have liked Ben Affleck's Batman if we would have gotten uh, his solo Batman film. You know what I mean? Which and there's he canceled on his that own. That didn't happen. He did. And yeah. there, there are many reasons for that. And I don't begrudge him that. That's fine. But the whole thing with Steppenwolf and um, and, and uh, is it Apocalypse? Is it no? Uh, I'm Dark Side. Play. Dark Side. That's what I meant to say. Not Apocalypse. Um, but th- even that whole thing, I was like, oh, we're we're already here. Like, okay, yeah, already. That, that here. was quick. Like, I feel like every single one of the Justice League characters should have had their own film before mm-hmm. we ever started talking about Steppenwolf and Darkseid and that whole war. Like, it, it just, it all came up so fast. It didn't have time to build. I, I feel like it, 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 there was no time to get invested in any of the characters before it was just like, boom, here we are. Yeah. Endgame. And it was like, whoa. Like, yeah, it was like, it was, they basically try to like jump, like the format that I could imagine if I were to use, you know, MCU uh, formats, it was literally like Avengers, one, then in game. <laughs> I know that's that's what yeah, it was leading to. Like it said, it, like they literally said, like Darkseid was like, after Steppenwolf died, uh, Darkseid was like, fine, I'll get it myself. Like he literally pulled that. Exactly. He literally pulled that same fucking yeah. uh, idea and was like, all right, I'll go yeah. get it myself. So yeah, I mean, Thanos in regards to the anti life equation, teen, teen Thanos. No, uh, <laughs> Thanos was teased like four oh, or five different times you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah I, I, like so they set I, them they set them out to be like a big heavy hitter like known all throughout the galaxy like his yeah. name was spoken all throughout the galaxy but no one really knew who he, no one really like ever right the face to face with him i mean the first time we ever really saw him like as a character who actually like mattered in a film was in guardians of the galaxy yep and, and his his entrance was more threatening than fucking dark side yeah. I know it was just it, it, it just felt so and I do even mean the Snyder cut and I know it was four hours and that's not what I mean. I, I just I feel like we should have had every single one of them should have had a 
a standalone film. We could have built up the world a little bit more. It just felt like we went from zero to 80 in a, a matter of like five films. And I was like, okay, but if you're building a universe, I don't think it works that way. It, it no. just felt too rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, kind of talking about, and, and as we move to what's happened, what's actually recently, going on happened, right now. Yeah. What happened on, what was it? Wednesday or Thursday, I guess um, that this all happened. Um, Batgirl was nearly completed. It was signed. It was sealed. It was ready to be delivered. Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm your. Um, and they scrapped it. Mm-hmm. Just up and just boom. It was scrapped. It was done. Ninety million dollars sunk it into that film. Michael Keaton was back in the cowl. There are pictures of him in the cowl. Talking yeah. What's her name? The the actress that played Batgirl yeah. like, posted a picture of of her in full costume and Ben and sorry and uh, Michael Keaton in full costume. Yeah. And he looked. And it looked. Sick. It looked great. It looked awesome. Uh, and not to mention, I know we, uh, this really irritates me. Uh, not only that, but Brendan Fraser was make, he was the villain. He was going to make such a cool comeback. And there were, you know, there was talk of him doing such a great job mm-hmm. in that girl. Yeah. Uh, and he, the costume looked so good. Like it, he was supposed to play Firefly, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He was going to play Firefly and it would have been really cool. It could have been great. Mm-hmm. And, and guess what? A new it. fucking villain. I know it's it, not. It's not Ra's al Ghul. It's not the Penguin. Exactly. It's not the Joker. Even yeah. though you know, and even though everyone's you know defending the whole Joker situation, but <clears throat> it was going to be a new character. It would have been cool. Right. Like it sucked so much that we were like introduced to so many different characters. Like we got Killer Croc. That can't. That you got Killer Croc. We got fucking uh Deathstroke. We got Deadshot. We got um. Now we got Firefly and all that stuff. Like we got all these great characters that was coming out of the right. woodworks that were Batman villains or just like DC villains. And they were really like, I really liked what was going on with it. I felt like they were building a better world with the DC villains than they were with the fucking superheroes. Like the I, superheroes seemed more honestly, like, I agree. Yeah. They seemed more like God tier Yep, as compared to like agree. the super villains and yep. DC. They felt more low level and more people that you can kind of relate to. And that's something that, you know, that's something that the MCU back in its adolescent stage was something that we understood. Like right. Iron Man, he suffered from PTSD and trauma and he was just, he second guessed himself all the time. Like we know people that second guess their stuff all the time. We know people that have that struggle. Yeah. Like you look at Thor, you have like a man literally out of world entering a new world. Like a lot of people from that migrate to a different country, they gotta assimilate to the new culture that's going on. Mm-hmm. With Hawkeye and him being half like partially deaf, and then you also have like Black Widow who also suffered through like not knowing who she is, what what her history is, and all that stuff. And Bruce Banner, of course, you know, with his anger issues, like it, it like I, these I those, these characters or people that like in the MCU, they gave you like traits or like storylines of things that you know a lot of us can like decently connect to and that's why we fell in love with these characters mm-hmm. the dceu kind of did that with with uh with the villains if you think about it hard yeah. enough minus the joker okay like for fuck's sake yeah. like you saw harley quinn's storyline Bird, birds of prey like you actually liked yeah you're actually rooting for harley quinn in that movie obviously birds of but, prey like, was awesome yeah and that it, was a pretty it, awesome film it was awesome suicide squad both one and two were decent they were like I liked I liked Suicide Squad the first Suicide Squad Listen, 
even more than BVS, like 100%, because they I'm, made the superheroes seem way too god tier, like, oh, above all of these big problems, all these little problems that the local man. And he's gone, no. folks. Whoa. I froze hard. <laughs> and I saw myself, I'm seeing myself right now, and I am frozen. You don't look frozen to me. You look good now. Oh, okay. You look like That's, a sexy man right now. It was just it was just delaying right here because I'm watching the chat too. <laughs> well, but Jesus I Christ, I, I know I don't know what that was. <clears throat> um, but yeah, man, I I, <clears throat> I personally think I like su- I think the first Suicide Squad. Su- I think the first Suicide Squad film is maybe my favorite DCEU movie. Yeah, I would agree with you. Even more so than James <clears throat> Gunn's Suicide Squad. The and first I love one? that. Yeah. You like the first one compared to the second one? Yeah, no. Kind yeah, of. Yeah. Kind nah. of. I the second, again, one, the second one was top tier. Nobody has to agree. I I I think they're the two best ones. Look, I, think I would be two best ones. I do. Yeah, out of the whole like DCEU, yeah, like I would I would take over I would take um I would take a uh, Suicide Squad one and two over like fucking uh I don't know fucking Noodle Bean Shazam that that I like hardly watch, <laughs> yeah. and you know what I'm like and like I hardly watch Shazam because it just didn't seem all that interesting to me because again they showed a kid who had problems, uh you know of like being being a in an orphanage but then when he's like Shazam he's like oh nope all that problems don't matter to me anymore so yeah. I was like bro what the fuck so. Yeah. I don't know. I just related more. I felt like the general audience members felt a little bit more uh, related to the people in the Suicide Squad, and they were like really bad people. Like they really I made them agree. out to be really bad people. So I can agree. Um, let, so let's go over to the article that that started this entire thing. So this dropped on Variety, the first news um, on I, I think it was Thursday, around two o'clock uh, Pacific time that. Batgirl had been canceled. So the headline reading Batgirl film axed by Warner brothers won't be released on any platform. Batgirl, the feature film adaptation of the DC comics character has been killed at Warner brothers. Variety has confirmed it will not premiere on any platform at the studio, neither theatrically nor on HBO max. The production starring Leslie Grace as Barbara Gordon, AKA Batgirl and directed by bad boys for life and Ms. Marvel filmmakers. Um, I am going to say their names. I, I think it's a deal. L Arby and Bilal Fala. Uh, we have the meats. So sorry if I uh, if I pronounce that wrong. Um, film was greenlit in 2021 as part of a company-wide effort at Warner Brothers to create feature films specifically for HBO Max. But the new corporate regime at Warner Brothers Discovery has pivoted the company's priorities back to theatrical releases, leaving Batgirl without a proper home. Mm-hmm. Also on the chopping block, Scoob Holiday Haunt, a follow-up to the 2020 film Scoob, has been shelved by the studio. Footage for the animated adaptation of the Scooby-Doo series was showcased in a sizzle reel for HBO Max back in excuse me, December 2021. Sources indicate that the production had cost Warner Brothers $40 million. So, I mean, let's look at this now. We're already, they're already, uh, what, 130 120 130 million dollars in the hole now just because of those two yeah. films i mean it, it just seems kind of crazy studios it made more sense just to like collect get the money back at least because yeah. i know you'll get the money back because dc uh we'll we'll get there in a minute 
Uh, Studio insiders insist the decision to axe Batgirl was not driven by the quality of the film or the commitment of the filmmakers, but by the desire for the studio's slate of DC features to be at a blockbuster scale. Batgirl was budgeted to screen in homes on HBO Max and not for a major global release in theaters. The initial $75 million production uh, production budget for the project, which finished principal photography earlier this year and was in post-production, reached $90 million due in part to COVID-related delays and protocols. The decision still comes as a shock as studios almost never shelve productions outright, preferring to get at least some return on their investment. It also comes as Warner Brothers is still contending with what to do about The Flash, a DC adaptation created and budgeted specifically for the for a theatrical release in 2023. The film has been utterly hamstrung by repeated allegations of abuse and misconduct by its star Ezra Miller. Boy, are we going to come back to that in just a minute. Uh, and it's not like Batgirl was a small movie either. Along with Grace, J.K. Simmons plays Barbara's father, Commissioner Jim Gordon, and Michael Keaton reprises his role as Batman as he does in The Flash. Brendan Fraser plays the villain, Firefly, and Grace told Variety in April that she had preliminary discussions with LRB and Fala about what a sequel could be. There's, Grace said there's crazy stunts and crazy drops. She's a biker chick, so you're going to see her do a bunch of badassery. There were a lot of long days, but it was so worth it. Now, that was the article that initially dropped. Um, I have a lot of problems with that. Uh, first of all, the notion that... Well, first of all, the, the not even... The, l- let me back up here. The question of if you've sunk 90 mil into this movie... Why wouldn't you want to try to get some type of return for it? It's not like HBO Max is going away tomorrow. We're going to get there in a little bit, too. But mm-hmm. it, yes, they're phasing it out, but it's not like it's going to be gone tomorrow. I you know. know what I mean. It, it's not you could find a way for people to see, see to still see that film. Um, and, and I, I don't I could name what, right now. Like I can name like three different fucking streaming services right now. That would love well, to to like premiere it. Like honestly, like just I don't. But that wouldn't happen because it's not because DC is a Warner Brothers subsidy. Well, you know they're I mean? scrapping it, so why not just give it to a streaming service? That's what I'm saying. Because they would still have to slap that DC name on it. That's especially fine. with especially with Keaton and Brendan Fraser in it. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. Um, I. My other thought on this is I feel so, so bad for the creative team and the cast of this film. Like, um, since Mm -hmm. then, the directors have taken to social media and they made a statement. This was their statement. Uh, We are saddened and shocked by the news. We still can't believe it. As directors, it is critical that our work be shown to audiences. And while the film was far from finished, we wish that fans all over the world would have had the opportunity to see and embrace the final film themselves. Maybe one day they will, inshallah, which which I believe means if God is willing. Um, Our amazing cast and crew did a tremendous job and worked so hard to bring Batgirl to life. We are forever grateful to have been such a part of that team. It was a dream to work with such fantastic actors like Michael Keaton, J.K. Simmons, Brendan Fraser, Jacob uh, Scipio, Corey Johnson, Rebecca Front, and especially the great Leslie Grace, who portrayed Batgirl with so much passion, dedication, and humanity. In any case, as huge fans of Batman since we were little kids, it was a privilege and an honor to have been a part of the DCEU, even if it was for a brief moment. 
Batgirl for life. Like, I, I feel bad for these guys, man. I mean, they took so much time. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they made a whole movie. <clears throat> they literally made an entire film. Well, okay. Under, understand this, curve. man, though. I understand this, but, like, movies being scrapped are not a new thing. So, like, I hope you don't think that, like, like oh, how could they do this? This is the first time it's ever happened. Like, no, like, movies, movies have been scrapped. Like some like there's movies out there that just never are just never gonna see the light of day just because like the studios are just like, eh, we're not gonna do it. But here's the difference though. Most films that are scrapped are scrapped before they go into production. This one was done. It was ready to go. I'm That's sure there the are diff- many I'm sure there are a number of movies that are like, I don't know. like damn near finished. Yeah. I don't know about that. I think I disagree with that. I don't think that happens very much. I, I don't know. Fact check you on it right now. I, you could. I listen. I don't know if that happens. I, I I think you know the other thing that really kind of rubbed me the wrong way is you know many insiders have continued to argue that you know it they didn't think it deserved to be put out there because it wasn't going to be a big blockbuster film like an MCU huge summer film and I think that's ridiculous. Like I mean mm-hmm. you're you're going to release the Flash even with Ezra Miller acting like a fool and repeatedly getting themselves into trouble. Like he's literally on the run. Like he's trending on Twitter right now. Like, because I don't, I'm not even going to give that more attention than it needs. Um, But like, he's on the run from the cops. You have Amber Heard and Aquaman too. uh, And that whole disaster with, you know, I mean, I just like, like you're, I mean, again, as of right now, as of doing this show, those two films are still, are still going but Mm -hmm. i mean legit like you're gonna you're gonna keep the flash on the table given everything that's happened with ezra miller but you're not gonna continue uh with batgirl like what's the difference if if unless you're just saying you know what we're wiping the dceu clean none of it's gonna get released like it's not happening which is, I don't think they're going to do because you're going to get Black Adam. That They're not going to not mm-hmm. release that film. That's going to come out. Um, yeah. I think you're going to get Shazam. I think you're going to get... Um, you're, I, don't, I don't know. I just... It blows my yeah, mind. Yeah, uh, Blue even Beetle is still a thing, right? Even Blue Beetle. What's the... You know, I, I think there's even rumors now of the Supergirl film being scrapped. Uh, what's the future of Blue Beetle? I think that's in production right now. Like Mm -hmm. it it leaves so many questions and I just, I'm like, why would you, why would you continue with films with actors and creatives that are not, not creatives as in the writers and things like that. That's not what I mean, but with two actors that are under a, a lot of the public eye for the wrong kinds of things, but you're going to scrap this film that people worked really hard on and, would have been a really, really cool one of the most unique and different additions to your universe yet. I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I mean, look, if I'm Michael Keaton right now, I'm thinking, hey, you know what? Come back to me when you're serious about this. Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, yeah, like, Michael, like Michael like, Keaton's not gonna don the 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 no. cape and cowl ever after this. Like, you really got Michael Keaton back. Like, arguably, what people would consider to be the best Batman. You got him back. Not once, but twice. And mm-hmm. and again, nobody knew about the Ezra Miller thing. 
that was not, I, at least from what I understand, I don't think that was prior knowledge going into creating the Flash film. But it's like, do, really? Like, I, I don't know. If I was him, I'd be like, dude, I'm I'm not doing this again. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, really? <clears throat> you, I, I, I made an entire film and you just scrapped it? <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? I, I just don't. And I know he's not the main character. It's not like he would have been in it constantly. But um, but I don't know. I, I I just I think it's sad. And I don't this whole notion that it's not going to be a, a summer blockbuster. So it's not worth it. It's just like. Really? I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like. Again, Warner or um, HBO Max is not going anywhere tomorrow. You still have time, even. Even if your game plan, excuse me, even if your game plan is to eventually wipe the slate clean with the DCEU, you could still take the time to finish it out. At least at least finish these last couple of films. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Honestly, this Batgirl film sounded more interesting than Shazam Fury of the Gods or I'm sorry, but even Black Adam. Like, I just don't. I look at these coming films and I'm like. I, I just don't care. Like, I don't really care about Aquaman too. I, 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 and, and it's, it's a lot of things. It, it's been the treatment up to it. I mean, maybe if I feel like the characters were treated a little bit better um, mm-hmm. and the character development would have been there, maybe I would care more, but I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like I, I'm, there's no excitement for these films anymore. Even the flash. I'm just kind of like, whatever, I'll watch it because I can, I can because it's the only it. like major DC uh, EU uh, movie that's coming out that like possibly could like I don't know is quote unquote could reset the entire timeline like we like we I all know. still think that but like with what we're seeing like in the behind the scenes with like the productions and the studio in itself yeah. and the actors like fucking hell like I don't even know if this movie is even gonna be a slam I don't even think it's gonna make budget. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really. If they're gonna be so quick to axe projects that they deem unimportant, even if mm-hmm. they're done, regardless of how much money they've sunk into it, regardless of, um, of of what else they've, you know, how far they've made it on a project, I don't think any creative is gonna jump to work with them, especially on a DC project. Um, if if they're just gonna be so quick to be like, nope, we don't want it. Nope, never mind. Like mm-hmm. it's it just and I know it's a weird time and it's not lost on me that David Zaslav has a really, really, really difficult task. And these the, the Warner Brothers Discovery executives have a very, very difficult road ahead of them. It's going to be really, really tough to make these decisions and get DC back to where it could be. But I think there is a way that you could still do that. And. And you still could have released this film. I mean, and again, it, I'm not saying it would have been the greatest DC movie ever made. I'm not saying that. But I just feel like it was done. It was ready to go. Like, why? Why? Like, why axe it right at the last second? It just doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense to me. Really doesn't. Uh, another article I wanted to share. This was from um, The Hollywood Reporter. And I wanted to share this. That's the wrong button. Um, because I feel like this... This author, um, what's the author's name? Richard Newby, just absolutely hit the nail right on the head. Um, and I know you guys are in the chat. Thank you so much for being here. Brian is here. Sierra's here. Rosalia's here. Frank and Darren are here. What's going on, guys? Um, I know we haven't really even checked the, the chat tonight because there's been so much to 
to talk about and to go over. Um, we'll get to questions and things like that in just a few minutes. But uh, Richard Newby hit it right on the head in this article. Batgirl debacle pushes DC back once again. Warner Brothers wants to reach the heights of Marvel Studios, but it lacks the patience and understanding of its characters to ever get there. I think that is absolutely brilliant. Um, goes on to say Warner Brothers isn't in the business of making bad movies. At least that's the common refrain on social media. Now that David Zaslav, chief, chief executive of the newly combined Warner Brothers Discovery, is in charge. What seems to be a more accurate assessment is that Warner Brothers isn't in the business of making movies that aren't guaranteed to line company coffers. The cancellations of Batgirl and Scoob Holiday Haunt, which until Tuesday were both in post-production, have sent shockwaves through Hollywood. In the case of Batgirl, social media pundits claimed the film was shelved because it was so bad it couldn't be released. I don't believe that. Um, this, of course, operates under the assumption that Warners hasn't released plenty of bad movies before, bad movies that made money. And it suggests that a regime change at Warners means we should expect nothing but straight masterpieces from here on out. Anyone want to take bets? I know, right? Uh, as for Warners, it said in a statement that the move was due to a change in corporate strategy with the studio thanking, uh, thanking its stars, including Leslie Grace, Batgirl, a.k.a. Barbara Gordon, Michael Keaton, back as Batman for the first time in 30 years. That still blows my mind that they just threw that out the window. J.K. Simmons, Commissioner James Gordon, a.k.a. Barbara's father, and Brendan Sh Fraser, the villain Firefly, and directors Adil El Arbi and Bilal Fala, who were hired hot off success of 2020's Bad Boys for Life and who'd recently received more good notices for directing episodes of this summer's Disney Plus series, Ms. Marvel. The Hollywood Reporter noted that the $90 million Batgirl had one test screening with unfinished effects that received a middling but passable grade. This type of score is often typical for movies with unfinished effects, including the first It, which wound up grossing over $700 million for Warner's. That first It film was... It knocked it out of the park. It was, it was sensational. Amazing. Oh, yeah. It was great. It did a phenomenal job. Yeah, it was um, literally one of like the best rebooted films that we've uh, yeah. had in a long time. 100%. I, I completely agree with that. Uh, it seems implausible. No, I would even say like 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 Stephen King's It like is probably like one of the best uh, horror reboots of, of our oh, time yeah. right now. Yeah. I, I agree. It was it was really, really well done. And it that's that's why... Even let, let me take this away for a minute. Even oh, we got a spammer. Hang on, let me get rid of that. Goodbye. Oh, I thought I got um, it. Even no. Uh, even e even look at um um. What was I about to say? I completely just lost it? my train of thought. Uh, oh, even but like talking everybody about talking about the the Halloween ends thing and the test stream. You know, I. Stop listening to test screenings. Like, stop. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't care if it gets a standing ovation for forty minutes. Like, stop listening to that because that's not. I, I still think that even though this film could have tested really poorly, it could have been successful in the same mm -hmm. way that that that's the this. I'm telling you, this author completely. I mean, just nails it. Uh, even with the first it film, it tested really poorly and it made $700 million. Like for a horror film, 700 million, like to put that in perspective, Halloween 2018 made $250 million. Like 700 mil is pretty friggin' legit for a horror mm -hmm. flick. Like that's yeah. a really big deal. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I think this notion that, oh, it tested poorly, so we shouldn't even release it. Like, no, like, no, shut up. That's 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 irrelevant. Um, Bro, not even. So, like, <clears throat> I don't know. Just I'll hold the thought. Keep, keep reading. OK. I get a swig here. <clears throat> the real reason behind the cancellation, sources told The Hollywood Reporter, was Zaslav's determination that the film would recoup more of its budget as a tax write-down than as a theatrical or HBO release. That's stupid right there. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and that tells me that that was more about money than it was about the characters, which is something that really, really concerns me um, moving forward. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It seems implausible that a DC film with Bat in the title, let alone one that brings back Keaton as Batman, would have been a financial failure. I agree with that. I think it's very hard to believe that you're going to put Michael Keaton on screen in his uh, OG Batman 89 suit, and you're going to say that would have been a financial failure, and you'd, you'd make more money as a tax write-off? Like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But to play Devil's like- ad- Sorry, go on. I was going to say, like, it's just like what Rosalia says. She says, Halloween fans keep it, Halloween fans base keeps it going. So, like, same for, like, that's yeah. why Halloween's, like, is so famous right now is because, like, it's, like, the fans are just going to, are, are they, like, if, if a new Halloween movie comes out, they're going to go see it. Like, so, like, yeah. for them to say it was going to be a financial, like, failure, like, no, like, you have so many Keaton fans out here and Bat fans in general yeah. that would, would love to go see the new uh, Batgirl film. So, yeah. But, yeah, th- also, I'll, I'll say right now, like, because whenever you mentioned something about it being, like, a tax write-down, like, no uh, no director, no actor, no n- anybody in the industry is going to want to work with Warner Bros. when they are, when they whenever they sign a contract and they're like, oh, maybe I'll make this film or maybe it won't uh, be released. <clears throat> it just ends up being a tax write-off. That's yeah. fucking stupid. Like, why? Why would any actor or director or composer, for that matter, want to yeah. take part of and waste like six to seven or eight months to a year worth of uh, of filming only for it to be canned and used as a tax write down for the for the studio to save money? Because you got to think these people are not going to get paid for any of the successes that's going to happen. So yeah. Well, and. and- I even look at it this way. It, not necessarily, you know, if you're writing their, the next super Superman film, I, I don't think about mm-hmm. it that way. But, you know, uh, again, uh, you know, your your smaller characters like Blue Beetle or um, I don't know, what's another kind of smaller tier DC character? Um, I don't I don't know. E- even like even if you were going to do a Nightwing film or something like that, like if I'm. Oh, if I'm somebody who has been tapped to write a film about a smaller DC character and I'm like, man, this script is really good. Like, I'm really excited about this project. Like, this is going to be a really cool addition to their universe. I'm not going to to them. I'd be like, I don't know, man, because I really I put a lot of love and a lot of work into this story and into this treatment and into this script. Um and the treatment of these characters. And I'm like, I, I, I'm not going to go through all of this just for them to be like, ah, never mind. We don't want that. Like, yeah, if I'm a creative, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be really, really leery about, um, uh, about my, my hard work just being axed at the last second for, you know, for no, uh, I mean, again, it, it, they think I disagree with their reasoning, but 
they have their reasons. And I mean, I, mm-hmm. again, that's, that's their thing. They're the ones making, you know, we, we can have our ridiculous opinions. I mean, they, they, they probably, not that they watch us or not that they watch anybody in our space or, you know, podcasters or YouTubers or whatever, but they probably look at the reaction and kind of the backlash that they've gotten for this. And they're like, you can't see the full picture yet. And maybe that's true. Maybe we don't see the full picture yet of what they're trying to do and what they're trying to, you know, maybe this is a growing pains period for DC and for these characters. But again, it goes back to this whole thing. If they really think that Batgirl would have made more money as a tax write off than with an actual release, their priorities are askew. I know it's like, they're like, yeah. And they, and they've said they want to focus on the characters and the stories moving forward. And it's like, but, but that doesn't that doesn't coincide with what you're saying. So it's like I'm I'm nervous moving forward. Again, if I'm a creative and I'm bringing a story to them, I'm like, whoa, I don't I don't know about that. Like, I don't know if I want to. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how I feel about that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, let's read on. Uh, the real reason behind the cancellation sources told the, the Hollywood Reporter was Zavlov's Zav Zaslov's determination that the film would recoup more of its budget as a tax write down. We already read that. It seems implausible that a DC film with that in the title, let alone one that brings back Keaton as Batman would have been a financial failure, but to play devil's advocate, let's say that it wasn't a major success in luring subscribers. Part of former Warner media CEO, Jason Killar's strategy was to create middle budget films for HBO max that didn't need to be blockbuster hits, but that would expand the DC universe and allow more filmmakers to add their spin on it. Of course. So pretty much do what the MCU is doing right now with their series. Again, copying the MCU. It's just, it's like Mm -hmm. a, it's like a nonstop circle here. Um, an Afro-Latina-led Batgirl movie directed by filmmakers of Moroccan descent and starring a transgender Asian woman would have generated some positive buzz for the studio that wants to assure its audience that it's committed to diversity. We've already had that discussion with the whole Snyder Cut thing, and we're not going to go there again. Um, and if tens of millions in budget can be granted to white filmmakers who don't excuse me, whose films don't generate mountains of revenue, then surely a nearly completed film with a built-in audience should at least be given a shot. Of course, mm-hmm. the argument is that the risk of Batgirl wasn't worth the possible reward, yet it is so, or excuse me, it so frequently seems that the majority, minority-led and directed films are the projects considered risk. And I, that's that's a fair assessment. I, I kind of agree with that. Mm-hmm. The cancellation of Batgirl is just another mark on the Hollywood myth that films led by women and people of color don't make money. Marvel chairman Ike per- uh, Perlmutter famously thought of Black Panther and Captain Marvel as risks, blocking them from being made for years. We saw how those turned out. What's risky about a ni- what's risky about a ninety million dollar Batman? or ba- excuse me, Batgirl movie. Not every superhero needs to be a world-ending epic. That right there, that is I, it's so incredibly important. There's a fly like on my thing right now. Go away, dude. Get out of here. Get out of here. Go away. Um, that right there is incredibly important. Not every superhero film needs to be an apocalyptic event. Like... It doesn't need to be like, look at what the Batman just did. The Batman, uh, it had big stakes. I mean, look at what happened with the flood um, at the end of the film. I didn't expect that. I mean, look at Mm -hmm. what happened at the end of the Dark Knight. Those are two of the best superhero films ever made. 
um, may put both of them in the top 10. I, listen, The Dark Knight may be in my top five favorite movies ever made because the stakes felt real. Uh, the, 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 the film felt like it was just this epic unfolding thing. You can still have an epic superhero movie without it being an apocalyptic event that if they don't do this, the entire world is going to end. Not everything has to be an end game. If everything mm-hmm. was an infinity war or an end game or, uh, you know, a Snyder cut, it, those wouldn't matter anymore. You know what I mean? No, if it wouldn't carry as much weight, honestly. Yeah, I know. Literally it, it look, if Marvel's phases four, five, and six, were all infinity war and end games. Secret wars is going to be boring. Nobody's going to care. Yep. Because it's like, okay, we've seen this 15 times already. Like, I don't care. That's why superhero fatigue is going to set in. It's not going to be superheroes themselves. I think you have an infinite number of possibilities with DC and Marvel. Let me say that. But if every single thing is going to be a world-ending event, then what's what's the point? Like, the rest of it doesn't matter. If you're not going to tell smaller stories within the universe... Who cares? Like I don't yeah, care look at, anymore. Look at look at Daredevil's uh TV show, which is like for exactly. some people can say that is not even like related to the MCU. I like look at what happened. Like it was literally just like a trying to like trying to pin the like the 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 crime to Kingpin. It was just Daredevil trying to like catch pink Kingpin, and that right. show right there was more suspenseful than quote-unquote in-game or infinity war like the state like you yeah. you felt more intensity in that show than you did with most of these superhero movies that are like supposedly yep. world ending so yeah it doesn't matter like every movie every superhero movie doesn't need to be world ending you just need to make sure the stakes are uh high enough and interesting enough like the fuck like saving a cat out of a tree can seem fucking uh high stakes if the right context were in place you know what i mean like mm-hmm. yeah my throat's getting really dry. I've been talking a lot. Um, but I, I completely agree. You can have tall stakes and high stakes with things without it. You, It depends on how you tell your story. If you tell a really good story with a lot of suspense and a lot of surprises, um, that's really well done. That's one of the things or that, that I mean, that could be really successful. Like, that's one of the things that I think makes The Dark Knight so good, because I remember it's it's one of my favorite film. I mean, there are. You know, seeing Endgame in the movie theater was incredible. Mm-hmm. Seeing um, seeing Peter Jackson's King Kong in the movie theater was incredible. Seeing The Dark Knight in the movie theater was amazing because I distinctly remember thinking, "There's more." Like, mm-hmm. whoa! Like, yeah. When... After after the whole uh, hostage yeah. situation, then like, oh shit, there's even more like coming well, out. Like, wait, where's Batman going? Yeah. Well, and not even the hostage thing. Like the once the Joker is captured mm-hmm. and he's in there and when, you know, when the judge's car blows up and the guy's got the phone like sewed into his body and stuff, when the Joker escapes from the hospital, it's like, whoa, like there's an entire third of this movie that I didn't know was going to be here. Like I thought we mm-hmm. were wrapping it up and there's still 40 minutes left. And yeah. that is what made that film so good. You can have high stakes without it being Endgame, without it being Infinity War even without it being age of Ultron, like you, and, and I know I'm using Marvel examples, but you know what I mean? I mean, it doesn't, every story doesn't need to be an apocalypse event. And I just feel like, again, going back to what they did before, 
I think Steppenwolf and Darkseid came way too early. Way too early. I agree. I think you needed to build that universe for probably at least six to ten films before that ever came up. I really do. Yeah. Um, what, what what we experienced with like with Endgame was like like imagine imagine this is so shit this is such a terrible analogy like imagine what? like you're cooking something for fuck's sake like you got a great recipe and you gotta like do you gotta like take every single step for it to have like the final masterpiece on your fucking plate like if you were to skip any of these steps the final dish would not be as good as you that as good as you think it'd probably be terrible that's so, actually like, a really good analogy. Bravo. Yeah, so like it's like yeah, <laughs> that so was awesome. Thank God it worked, but um, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying right now. Like you need like each 100%. these events that are so great, like these world-ending things. Like they took time, and yeah. studios just don't. I don't know why these studios just don't fucking understand it with all these world-ending things. And then again, like they they. Like, they're different. Like, some of these things are much different than before. Like, no, each universe that is entered as, like, that is that just came into the mainstream media, they're, they don't fit the same size. Because, again, if you look at the MonsterVerse stuff, almost every single one of them were kind of world-ending. Like, yeah. you, look at, you look at Godzilla, that was pretty much world-ending. If you look mm-hmm. at King of the Monsters, that was the world-ending uh, event. And then you look at uh, GVK with uh, whenever they were introduced with all these other monsters. Like it seemed like it seemed like world-ending events, but they weren't really world-ending events. They were like high, they were extremely high stakes, and we had a world-ending event happening in the second film. Like think about that. Like wow. Like yeah. But again, the monsterverse plays in its own set of rules, which is what makes the monsterverse work so well is that they're creating universe in there but they're making it work so well in regard they're making it work in their own story so i, I don't I, know it the dcu just i they don't they keep trying to copy things off and not do their own thing and it keeps fucking failing over and over and over yeah. and even when they tried to like get zaslov to be like the the kevin feige of it I'm pretty sure I've said it in the, in the whenever it was first announced. I was like, bro, like again, like if you think you're gonna find someone that's gonna do the exact same thing that Kevin Feige did, you're setting yourself for, up for failure. Like you're gonna shoot yourself in the foot. There you go, eat, eat that shoe because it's gonna be stuck in your mouth for like months on end. Because again, you're doing things that are like are not original. And yeah, I agree. While we we got we got the Marvel, we got the MCU. Like we have that, guys. No, don't don't try to do a MCU again, like some yeah. other studios. Don't try to do what the MCU is doing. For the love of fucking god, like don't do it. Will we compare it? Yes, we are because we're fucking fans and we just love watching movies. But right. from a logistics standpoint, if you want to make something that's gonna stick as long as the MCU, you gotta make something that's your own, man. Mm-hmm. Don't try to copy off the MCU. Otherwise, you're setting up you're setting yourself up for failure. Which is why so many directors are tired of the mcu and they call it an amusement park because of all these fucking studios are like oh well the mcu is working so let's fucking do it let's let's let's, let's copy it and blah 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 and the director is like no i want to make my own fucking movie like, like yeah. what the fuck are you talking about so then yeah. they're stuck in this fucking contract of like well i gotta make this movie that's gonna that's literally the same thing as the mcu just for the sake of pushing the narrative but 
I can't make my own movie. So again, studio, these directors and all these other uh, artists and actors are not going to want to take a part in the DCU because they're like, oh, well, I'm just only over here just to play a part in the shit grand scheme that the DC is trying to do. I, I understand that, man, completely. Um, to finish out this article, because we're not to the, the best part yet. There, there's a part of this I was like, dang. Um, according to accounts from the test screening, Batgirl was a low-stakes superhero origin story with style and strong performances, not unlike Batgirl screenwriter Christina Hodgson's Birds of Prey. That's exactly what we needed. Low stakes, but still a, a well-told superhero origin story yep. with a lot of style and with really strong performances. That's the kind of thing that, they, that the DCEU needed to, to build the universe. If a Batgirl movie with Keaton was considered too big a risk for Warner Brothers Discovery, that doesn't bode well for the previously announced in-development projects like Black Canary, Static, Our Man, Plastic Man, and Zatanna. With Wonder Twins already canceled after the casting process, it seems that Zaslav has a lack of imagination when it comes to the variety of characters, tones, and genres at his disposal. I don't know about that. I I, I can't comment on that. That's somebody's... Uh, obviously, this article is someone's opinion, but there are a lot of pieces of this that I agree with. Um, I don't know about that. I, I'm not saying that he has a bad understanding of the characters or that he lacks imagination. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but up to this point, I'm not totally convinced i'm i'm so i I don't know uh this is the part of the article that that just blew my socks off and i'm gonna actually make this uh i'm gonna make this bigger because this just completely this this hits the nail on the head for me warner brothers wants so badly to be where marvel studios is but it lacks the patience and understanding of its characters to ever get there it wants billion dollar hits without making 300 or 300 300 million hits first it wants all of the marquee characters assembled without building up a world of supporting b and c level characters that audiences care about it wants the easy money which should be a which should be that thinking continue will prove the death of the DCEU. Warner Brothers has had access to DC's fantastic library of characters since the 70s and can't even manage to release a Batgirl movie, let alone get a modern Superman franchise soaring. While some of the usual suspects within DC's fandom have been celebrating the cancellation of Batgirl, thinking it bodes well for them getting the DC films they want, it doesn't bode well for anyone who cares about these characters. If the studio would rather write down $90 million on a completely completed Batman or a nearly completed Batgirl film, then it's certainly not going to shell out excuse me, for a $200 million movie not guaranteed to be a financial windfall. That right there is possibly the 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 single best explanation of what's happened here that I have seen in the last since the Snyder Cut stuff. They want to do they want the success of Marvel Studios so so bad. But again, it, it goes back to what the 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 Variety article said about. They didn't think it was going to be a blockbuster, so they scrapped it. And it's like, but you you have to, again, we compare it to the MCU. But look, here's the thing about comparing it to the MCU. We compare it to Marvel because it, it's, it, it's, it's apples and oranges. It, it, it's, still, it's, it's the closest thing to compare it to. You know what I mean? You can't really compare it to any other universe because they're the two 
superhero universes. They're the two comic book universes. Like they are. Um, and I, I, again, they, it's like, they want, they want all of the A-list characters. They want the justice league, but they're not willing to build up all of the characters first. Mm-hmm. They're, they're again, like this says, they want the easy money, which should that thinking continue will be the death of the DCEU because they're never going to take the time to build up the characters. If they just want billion dollar hits, if that's yeah. what they're going for, then I, well, and here, listen, if they want billion dollar hits, I'm going to be honest with you. And it's the thing that I've said all along. I think they need to continue doing films like the Batman, continue doing films like Joker, do standalone, dark, gritty films. That's what I think. If you want billion dollar hits, do those. Stop trying to do the universe thing for a while. Like Mm -hmm. try something new. Do what you do best. And quite frankly, a lot of their characters work better when they're dark and gritty. And I mean, look at like, I mean, the Batman and Joker were kind of horror light. Like it was like a light version of a horror superhero film. And it really worked. People loved them mm-hmm. both. You know, what, what's your take on this whole, um, this, this little section of this article right here? Because I, I think it's genius. I think it's incredibly well said. Well, it's pretty much what I've said before. Like, I agree with this, uh, this section wholeheartedly. Like, they want they want the success without the fucking work. And I know I sound like a fucking, like, dad or whatever. Like, you know, that talks to their kid about, like, you know, they just now, want son. to be rich without, you know, having to do the work. Like, no. Like, you have to put in the work in order to, like, make these movies as successful as they are. And the DCEU just... I don't know why they don't fucking understand. Like, like there has to be someone over there that has that understands that what they're doing right now is not fucking working right now. Like, I really hope that with Black Adam and Blue Beetle and all the other uh, and Shazam, like, I hope they're not gonna try to like push the narrative of a connected universe like like honestly you can't now at this point like if you had an after credit scene cut it like just fucking cut it (laughs) like don't even try don't even try to introduce that after credit scene because you're just gonna you're just gonna weaken down or like uh dilute the actual like weight of the movie that it has like shazam could be a great movie if it's a standalone movie aquaman could be Two could be a great movie if it's a standalone. Like all these other movies that are going out, if they can be great movies if you make them standalones, honestly. Don't connect yeah. them to anything. Make their life more make their story more important than right. just pushing the narrative forward of a possible uh, universe or team up building. Like make their story uh as powerful and as strong as you can. Again, Blue Beetle is I'm pretty sure he's. I'm pretty sure he's a Latin Latin American Latin American hero. I believe so. Push that right. narrative. Like yeah. you have, you have any like, bro? When Black Panther 2's trailer came out, bro, the amount of Latinos that are coming out of the woodworks and are praising this fucking movie is astounding. And guess what? Like people, people are wanting to go see that movie just because of Namor. Obviously, people want to see it because of, uh, because of. Um, 
can you take care of that in, in the comment section? Like, okay. But, um, huh, but it's wanna, been constantly. Yeah. I've done it like yeah. a million times. But, uh, but, but so many people want to go see that movie. Like Latinos want to go see that movie because of the representation. Like make that one of the main focus for a blue beetle. Like, yeah, this is the DCU's first, uh, Latin American superhero that they want to introduce. Like, and make it a standalone film. Make it all about him. Don't just like tell a story and then push a narrative off. Like, oh, guess what? Uh, Black Adam's in it. No one's gonna care about Blue Beetle anymore because they know Black Adam's gonna be in the after credit scene. Like, yeah. that's why I think like after credit scenes have really like caused a lot of movies to be diluted. Like the weight of the movie doesn't really matter as long as there's like a good after credit scene. That's why some people didn't like Thor: Love and Thunder because they're like, oh, the after credit scene isn't all that all that good. Yeah. So, but besides the point, Thor Love and Thunder was just a good, uh, fun, uh, adventure, uh, rom-com that between, uh, Thor and Jane, but it's just because that the after credit scene wasn't really a big hit that it just became so much, it had less weight of it. It didn't really gain as much fucking, uh, appreciation as, right. as, uh, as it would if it was a standalone movie. So I agree. Yeah. I don't know. The. I'm getting a headache right now just from like trying to like make sense of like what's going on with the DCU because like it's almost like a, it's almost like they need to sit down with my dad because my dad would tell him like listen man like you need fucking patience like if you want like a million if you want like a blockbuster hit like fucking take your time and build this shit then man like Jesus so I don't I agree, know man um let's finish out this article real quick we don't have too too much left um and then we're gonna move on to the, the last little chunk of this so does anyone really want the future of movies to be decided by a calculator? There's seemingly no foresight mm. given to what these characters could grow to become. The possibilities for mid-budget franchises or inclusivity in front of or behind the camera. Every year it feels like Warner's is simply rolling the dice with DC and starting the game over again. I agree with that. While leadership and ownership may have changed, Warner Brothers is still caught in the same mess as it was six years ago, letting reactionary suits shape its universe and leaving their talent out in the cold. While Matt Reeves, The Batman 2, and Todd Phillips uh, recently dated Joker Faliadio uh, Adu are safe bets for now at the studio, which used to be known as the Filmmaker Studio, is warranting caution. Just a decade ago, Christopher Nolan delivered his concluding Batman chapter, The Dark Knight Rises, and helped set up a shared universe with Man of Steel. Ten years later, Nolan has gone to Universal, and general audiences are still holding out for the potential of that shared universe. Yes, there's been plenty of good, even great DC films to come from the studio over the past decade, but Warner's has never stuck with anything long enough for it to gain real traction or a sense of escalation. I completely mm -hmm. agree with that. Um, I don't think there needed to be any more Nolan Batman. I think that I, I know Christian Bale said he'd love to do it again, but like I, that's done. Like that chapter's closed. Um, mm -hmm. But again, Warner Brothers produced the Batman. They produced Joker. Like it's not like they can't produce a good DC film. I think yeah, they like. I, I feel like they have the key. Like it's like it's there. Like just put it in the door. Like just just do it. Do it. Like I don't know. They have. I know they can. Like it's not a matter of oh they can't do it. They can't make a good DC film. They can, and they've done it. Which is why I just don't understand why that it's like it's like I said before. I said this in an episode a year and a half ago. 
it's like they have found a winning lottery ticket and they threw it in the garbage to try to get more off of a scratch off instead. Like mm-hmm. you have the key. Do these dark, gritty, standalone DC films and stop chasing the universe thing. I'm not saying don't ever do a shared universe. That's not what I'm saying. You can do a shared universe in five years, but you got to let go of what's here and what's right now. Like let go of the D- the current DCEU let them finish. Do bad girl. Do those things. And then just focus on what you do well. But it seems like instead of focusing on what you do well, it's like they, they see they're trying to do what they do well. And then they see Marvel over in the corner and they're like, oh, boy, like and they have to go do that. You know, mm-hmm. it just seems like they can't just put their foot on the gas and go for it. Um, decisions are wavered on move forward and push back until there's just a collection of ideas and false starts. The universe is never given the chance to outrun the shadow of doubt or the narrative of failure that Warner's created by doing the same billion dollar or bust betting. It's still doing. It's a narrative that's only gotten longer with the news of Batgirl. It's hard to see Batgirl's cancellation as anything other than wasted money, wasted time of the cast and crew, a wasted opportunity for minority voices in this space, and wasted goodwill from fans. In short order, Warner Brothers' merger with Discovery has created an, created an environment that may give creators pause before signing on to be another tax write-down. Woo! Woo! I feel like I... Need to pause. Like, yeah. dang. Uh, they deserve better. The cast and crew of Batgirl and Scoob Holiday Haunt deserve better. Audiences deserve better. And frankly, it's exhausting being asked to continually believe that this studio, as it exists now, can fly with these properties when every time it gets a running start, it's distracted and falls over the trip wires decorated with dollar bills. And that, my friends, is an incredibly well written article from the Hollywood Book Reporter. Uh, Richard Newby, you did an incredible job, sir. Like, that that was great. And that is, I, I said this before, that article is the, the, the realest way to describe how I've felt about DC since the beginning. Or, or not DC in general, I mean the DCEU under, this, under Warner Brothers. It just... It's never gained traction. And I know I'm going to read a statement by David Zaslav um, at their Q2 report. Uh, it just, I don't know, man. I, it, it's its crazy. It's its a lot. And it's a lot to break down. Um, J-Dead's in the house, man. He says DC sadly will never get their act together. I hope so, man. I mean, I hope we're wrong. Like, I really do. I hope that they have a plan. And I hope that, I hope that we can figure this thing out. But it's just... Again, it's it's like they're lacking the patience to get there. They they just want those billion dollar flicks without taking the time to build up the characters, and and that's the biggest issue right now. So the other kind I of piece that. of this, uh, yeah, um, the other piece of this, and this is kind of how we're going to wrap up here um, in this last third of the show. Warner Brothers Discoveries. Uh, Q2 report, their their second quarter earnings report was on Thursday. And the big thing that came out of that was this idea of quality over quantity, particularly concerning DC. Here is is a long statement, but I'm going to read the whole thing. Here is, I I got this from comicbook.com. Brandon Davis shared this as well. Um, This is David Zaslav's 
uh, a, a quote by David Zaslav. Him, Zaslav. I don't know why I can't say his name. Uh, it's because Jada showed up. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, as he said, I'm going to start having my little series of pinstrokes. Um, this is uh, a full quote from David Zaslav himself on uh, the future of DC. He said, our ambition is to bring Warners back and to produce great high quality films. And as we look at the opportunities that we have broadly, DC is one of the, is one of the top of the list for us. You look at Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. These are brands that are known everywhere in the world. Their ability to drive those all over the world with great story is a big opportunity for us. We have done a reset. We've restructured the business. We're going to focus. There will be a team with a 10-year plan focusing just on DC. It's very similar to the structure that Alan Horn and Bob Iger put together very effectively with Kevin Feige at Disney. Flat out just saying it. They're trying to do what Marvel Studios is doing. We think that we could build a long-term, much stronger, sustainable growth business out for out of DC, and a part and as a part of that, excuse me, we're going to focus on quality. We're not going to release any film before it's ready. We're not going to re- release a film to make quarter. The focus is going to be how do we make each of these films in general as good as possible. DC is something that we think could make better. We can make better and we're focused on it now. We have some great DC films coming up. Black Adam, Shazam, and The Flash. We're working on all of these. We're very excited about them. We've looked hard at the direct-to-streaming business. We've seen, luckily, by having access now to all of the data, how direct-to-streaming movies perform. And our conclusion is that expensive direct-to-streaming movies in terms of how lucky... Uh, excuse me, how people are consuming them on the platform, how often people go there or buy it or a service for it, and how it gets nourished over time. It's no comparison to what happens when you launch a film in theaters. So this idea of expensive films going directly to streaming, we cannot find an economic case for it. We can't find, my computer just timed out, uh, an economic value for it. And so we're making a strategic shift as part of that. We've been out in, We've been out in the town talking about our commitment to the theatrical uh, uh, I just lost my place commitment to the theatrical exhibition in the theatrical window. A number of movies will be launched with shorter windows. Some might have different kinds of marketing campaigns where we have t- uh, where we take advantage of having the biggest platform and a platform that all motion picture companies look for, but will always be agile. Our focus will be on the theatrical and even when we bring the theatrical films to HBO Max, we find that they have substantially more value and we have an ecosystem where we can have the premier motion picture business. That's why most people move to Hollywood. That's why most people got in this business to be on the big screen and the lights went out. That is uh and the lights went out, that is the magic. And the economic model is much stronger. And the other thing is that we're going to focus very hard on quality. As I said, we're not going to launch a movie until it's ready. We're not going to launch a movie to make quarter, and we're not going to put the movie out unless we believe in it. And that's it, particularly with DC, where we think we want to pivot, and we want to elevate and want to focus. The objective is to grow the DC brand, to grow the DC characters, but also our job is to protect the DC brand, and that's what we're going to do. So that's the full statement. Now, how do you feel? How do you feel, Zaslav, uh, with that statement? How do you feel? How confident do you think Zaslav feels with uh, the future of of the DC? Do you think that he's a uh, well, willing to put in the work and take the time, or do you think he's just going to want to 
grab some more, uh, just want to grab some blockbuster hits. Well, let's look at that. A, I, I'm, I am going to answer your question. I'm, I'm going to take the long way around. <laughs> A, he's compa- straight up compared it to what Alan Horn and Bob Iger have done with Kevin Feige with Walt Disney Studios. Again, we've we've talked about this. I take issue with that because Marvel does what Marvel has handled their characters well. I, I mm-hmm. think I know some people don't. That's an opinion thing. All of this is an opinion. I mean, this is us sharing our opinion. Um, I'm not saying we're right. I'm not saying we're wrong. I, I but I, I don't think comparing them to Mar- comparing comparing themselves to Marvel is just it, it's not going to work. It, it's not. Number two. They say that they want quality over quantity, and they say that they're not going to put a film out unless they believe in it. But my question is, why? What did you not believe in with Batgirl? Why is it that you are going to release two films with two actors? And I, I, I'm sorry to keep bringing this up, but the Ezra Miller thing. The um, the Amber Heard thing. Like, why are you going to release films that nobody knows the outcome for? I mean, who knows what's going to happen after the Flash? I, like, it just seems like, why are we still putting stock into these projects that just have us going in circles mm-hmm. and? And not putting stock into things that could actually build up the universe in different and unique ways. That's my question. So do I think that he's committed to it? It it sounds like it. But it also sounds like money is... And I I know the film industry is a business. I know that Hollywood is a business. But nobody... Here's the thing. I feel like... and and this is even a bigger conversation i have a lot of thoughts movies are about stories music is about stories Mm -hmm. books and literature is about telling stories like at the end of the day we go see a movie because we want to be told a good story and if you're more committed to trying to make billions of dollars instead of telling stories then no, I, I don't think that I don't think you're as committed as you could be. I don't think you have the right mindset. Now, with that being said, I'm not saying that David Zaslav is more committed to money than stories. I, that's not what I'm saying at all. But I do think that, I mean, they, they, it's all in the writing. I mean, it's right there. He He flat out said that they're trying to make it into a brand and they're, you know, they're, they've been looking at the business of direct to streaming and, um, you know, like uh, putting all of these movies on HBO max. And, you know, he wants to, he wants to, 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 to make DC as economically and financially successful as they possibly can. Like, it just sounds like, we just keep coming back to money, 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 money. And I'm like, okay, I know I, I get it. I, it's a business. I understand that. But at the same time, you got to be committed to telling your good story. Mm-hmm. And again, it all comes to storytelling. If it's a good story, I'm behind it. 
but if you're just more committed to trying to make it a billion dollar film, then it's like, I, I, I can't get behind that. I just can't. So um, what do you think of, of his statement, Miguel? Um, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's like the guy got caught cheating and he's like, bro, <laughs> I promise I love you, honey. And I'm never, I could never do this to you again. After doing it two more times, that's the way I'm seeing it right now. Like he's just like he's just trying to play damage control just so he can go around and fuck it up again. And (laughs) oh, that's pretty good. No, it's like it's like it's like uh, it's like we as the audience member just got fucked over, and we're really hesitant, and we're like have trust issues with the DCEU. And then all of a sudden, you know, Zaslav comes in. He's all nice. You know, he's a nice guy and all that stuff, which like promising us a lot. Like, oh, I could never do what that old guy did. I can never do what your past relationship did. And then he goes around and fucks it up again. It's like, bro, you're 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 literally not going to help anything right now. I feel like he's just I feel like he's just saying enough words in the right context to have us drop our guard down because bro like we're all just we're all just uh willing to take it and at that point we're all just willing to take the next best thing or the next best thing after a terrible relationship we just had with dc eu with uh with the Zack snyder thing it you also seems mean? very much like they're like we're really gonna try this time we're really gonna like, try i know it's the ninth time we've said it but like we're really gonna try this time yeah. you know what i mean and it's like Okay, well, time will tell that. Like, depending on how you handle the, f- I'm not saying cancel the Flash. I'm not saying cancel that Amber fucking movie. Of- I'm not saying take Amber Heard out of Aquaman too. That's not what I'm saying. Take her out of the fucking but movie. Depending on how they handle, no, because if you're will, if they're willing the to keep going with that, thing. if they're willing to keep going with those movies, <laughs> it just shows that their priorities are just fucked up, man. Like well, they're more, they're more, they're because... more involved with, they're more involved with getting money than actually keeping their morals. Here, the thing that I take issue with, I, I, I don't have a problem with, with keeping those films on the release schedule, but if you're gonna keep those films on the release schedule, why take Batgirl off? Simply for the mm-hmm. fact, again, it's coming back to money. Simply for the fact that Batgirl isn't gonna make as much as The Flash or Shazam: Fury of the Gods or Black Adam or. Uh, Aquaman, the the Last Kingdom, or the the Lost King, whatever it's called. Um, like really, like just because it's not going to make enough money for you, you're going to take it off, but you're going to leave the rest of these on. Like mm-hmm. that's odd. Like that's kind of like a double standard thing. Like okay, why? You know? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's it's killing me. Uh, Epic Retro Time says DC will only get back on their feet. Uh, D- excuse me, DC, DC will only get back on their feet with a successful reboot of the DC characters. It seems like we are in the in, are in the in between stages of old and new, which Discovery is trying to get away from. I agree with that. I think again, I think we're in a very big growing pain stage where it's like you have. to Again, it's hard. Like, it's not easy. I, I, I couldn't do it. I'm not saying I could do it any better. Um, da- David Zaslav has a really difficult job. And all of these um, Warner Brothers Discovery executives have a very difficult job and difficult decisions ahead of them to make. But I, I think 
again, it goes back to a patience thing. Like you got to be patient. You have to, it's not going to happen tomorrow. You're not going to build the, even if you do take the universe route and even if they want to just wipe the slate clean and rebuild all of these characters from the ground up, it's not going to happen by 2025. It's probably going to happen. It probably won't happen before 2030. Like it's gonna take time and that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's what they're failing to realize. And it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to finish out the DCEU with all of these films, why not just go ahead and, and finish out Batgirl? Why? Like, just, just let it go. Like, just do it. Make the money you're going to make off of it. Let people see it and judge it for themselves. Like that could even be a really important way for them to judge. Like, you know, the, um, the, uh, the, it was, I don't know if it was a Hollywood reporter article or if it, was, if it was the variety article about, you know, it was, it was a well-told story. Um, even it wasn't a world ending story, but it was a well-told intimate story with really good characters. It brought Keaton back. You had a really cool villain. Like it could have been a really cool experiment for them to be like, Hey, does this work? Do people like this? You know, does this build up our universe? Like it could, I think, I think it could have told them a lot more, both financially and story wise, if they would have just released it versus just doing a tax write-off thing. Like, you know, what it's rumored to, you know, what they, the reasoning behind canceling the film. I think they could have learned a lot more for their brand and for trying to build DC into something more by releasing Batgirl than they're ever going to get by forgetting it and just, you know, wiping it off the table completely. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I agree with that. Um, Jaded says, Miguel giving relationship advice. I take notes. <laughs> Uh, he also says being a DC fan has hints of BDSM for sure. Just <laughs> well, yeah, it's like it's like it's like it's like the girl that just like likes going back to the guy that's prompt that's like that that they know is fucking toxic. It's like some people were just we're just into just being we're forever going to be in a relationship with toxic uh, boys. That's pretty much how it would be, honestly. So like I don't know. That's kind of how it felt with Zaslav's fucking speech. It's like, oh, honey, I'd never do it again, and then proceeds to do it again. Well, and we don't know if he's going to do it again. We don't know if they're going to run into the same issues and the same problems. I mean, who knows? They might not. This could be the time that it's like, wow, DC's really doing something different. They're really trying. They're really trying to do something cool and and mm -hmm. trying to build up their brand in new and different ways. But again, the cancellation of Batgirl, which is what we keep coming back to, is just kind of another another thing that makes people go, hmm. I don't know if. I don't know if your actions match your promises. Yes. You know, and that's something that just, again, it makes people shake their heads. Rosalia says, could it be that the studio is hesitant for Batgirl because of the debacle that the Schumacher's films did to the Batgirl character? I don't think so because I, and honestly, that's a pretty good point, but I think it's been long enough since uh, Batman forever and what they did with those films that it just, I, I, I think it's been long enough that, this could be a completely reset for that character. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not that the, it's not that the Batgirl Barbara Gordon character isn't cool. I mean, she's a really cool character in the comic books. Like it's, she has a cool storyline. She has a cool backstory, uh, but it, it just, I, so I don't necessarily think that it's past iterations of the character that, um, that would have caused this. I think it's more again, that it, it wouldn't, they didn't think it was going to give them the financial returns. So therefore, they just felt like it was pointless, which I don't think is a very good reason at all. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead says making a Batgirl film in today's woke climate is a challenge. Just trying to keep up with what's safe and not safe weekly would be impossible. Um, I I could see that, but I don't. I think the fact that it was a female lead um, and she was Afro Latino, I think was really, really cool. And that's a good thing. And even going back to the Hollywood reporter article, I think that's something that is a trend in Hollywood where, you know, people thought the captain Marvel would be garbage and captain Marvel was incredible. I mean, look at black Panther, black Panther is a primarily African American led film and it was absolutely remarkable. It was fantastic. Look at what Jordan Peele has done in the horror community. I mean, I think some say he's a, a next generation John Carpenter. Like, yeah, bro, I, like these these uh these uh pe- the people of color there in the movie industry they're they're making like they're making hits, man. They're 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 leading the frontier in like the movie industries, one hundred percent. Yeah, even look at what Miss Marvel did. The 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 directors um, of this Batgirl film worked on Ms. Marvel and Ms. Marvel was a really, really well done uh, cultural project as well that showcased a lot of, um, you know, a lot of really cool cultural things in it as well. So I think this could have been a really, really positive thing um, for today's climate. So I don't necessarily think that that was a, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm speculating here. Um, I don't necessarily think that that was a contributor to, uh, to axing the film but i mean it it could have been i mean i'm not sure uh epic retro time says i really think they will use the flash movie in a way to reset the dc universe miguel what do you think about that do you think they should use the flash to just be like nope we're done because you could still use keaton i think they should but if if you're resetting something that means everything that happened in that movie like the characters that are involved in that fucking movie have to be in the new in the new universe and who's in that movie Ezra fucking Miller. I don't think so. Kill kill the Flash off. Kill that mm. version of the Flash off. And have Keaton go back to his universe. Let, whoa. Here we go. Hear me out. Here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? Okay. Keaton is the key. The end of the Flash. You're in a new universe. Maybe you go back to the Batman 89 universe. Wouldn't that be sick? If we got the OG dark uh, Gotham, the um, uh, who did, uh, what am I saying? Who directed Tim Burton? Tim, yeah, the Tim Burton style, like the real gothic, like black and gray and brown Gotham that's real dirty and grungy and '90s. Like you could go back to that universe and reset from there, and of course, update it. It's not going to look the same way it would have in the the '80s and the '90s. Um, but maybe you use Keaton as the pivot point to forget the DCEU that came before. And you can still do Black Adam. You can still do Aquaman 2. You can still do Shazam Fury of the Gods. And that's still a part of that universe. But use Michael Keaton's Batman as the start of the new DCEU. Mm -hmm. You can bring in Superman. You can do a Batman Beyond style film. It doesn't have to be comic book or, uh, you know, original animated Batman Beyond accurate. It doesn't have to be like that. You can have bits and pieces of those storylines woven in. Um, but you could do something like that and use and Keaton wouldn't have to be a reoccurring main character. You know what I mean? 
but I think you could, I, I think there's a way to use the flash to pivot in a new universe and to reset it. So, um, I don't know. I think using Keaton in that role would be a really cool way to be like, look, man, we know it's been rough with, you know, Batgirl being canceled and the stuff and the controversy going on with Ezra Miller and with the flash, but Hey, we have a plan. We're going to use you as the pivot point to turn and do something different. You know, could be, I don't know. Keaton can easily say no though, too. He could. After hearing, he could after hearing about what happened right now. He could. He's very well could. He could very easily say no. I completely a hundred percent agree with that. Um, the other piece of this that was announced at the Q2 report, other than them adopting the 10 year plan, like what Marvel did with the infinity saga, um, was that HBO max and discovery plus have about a year left before they are combined and merged into one streaming service. So I believe you're looking at summer of next year. So summer 2023, uh, and, you know, even Charles Murphy over at Murphy's Multiverse even reported that like 70% of HBO Max's staff is being laid off, which sucks. I hate it for those people. Um, but I I don't know exactly how this is going to work. I know, again, gr- there's kind of speculation right now. I don't think anybody really knows. But, you know, Grace Randolph had even said there's going to be like three tiers for this new streaming service. There'll be an ad-free version, which is like the you know the top version there'll be a a light ads version and then there will be a an ads version where it's you know like what you would get there's ads there's commercials things like that um again that just screams money to me that doesn't scream quality that screams money it does i i I don't know i'm not sure i know i saw a graph and I, i wish i could find it i tried to find it to pull it up but you know, and again, there was kind of an emphasis on the scripted versus unscripted thing too. Like HBO Max was more scripted series that were female-led, maybe, and then Discovery was more unscripted series with. And and I think they're trying to merge the two of those together. Um, I think they're going to focus more on scripted things and kind of get rid of some of the unscripted stuff. So I don't know. I'm sure some things will survive, other things won't. Uh, I actually think HBO Max is one of the better streaming services. I've always really, really liked um, a lot of the things on there. My wife and I watch stuff on HBO Max quite a bit. Um, I'm trying to pull this up on my phone. I saw, um, so this is so this was on Twitter. I took a, a screenshot of it. Um, this was from Film Updates on Twitter. User satisfaction scores for major streaming services. Let's look at this for a minute. This is kind of interesting. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, Miguel. Um, user satisfaction scores. Peacock got a 68%. Discovery Plus got a 72%. Amazon got a 72%. Apple TV got a 76%. Paramount Plus got a 79%. Netflix got an 80%. Hulu got an 87%. Disney Plus got an 88%. And do you know what is the uh, the streaming service with the best user score hbo max it's hbo max with a 94 percent. yeah so that's what that's what i'm they got a great catalog of movies they do it's great uh like that's what i'm uh, that's what i'm saying it's like is it too good like that that tweet even said that that's too much satisfaction like people are too happy with it we have to change you know what i mean it's like dude you're like arguably you're more successful than disney plus and you're going to get rid yeah. of it and turn it into something else and get rid of some of the stuff you have on there? Like, they've already started taking movies off of it. 
I, I've seen quite a few. There's like six or seven films that are already gone. They're already not on there anymore. So they've already really? started the process of trying to cut and trim it back. Um, I, I, I just, it's like you, again, you have a winning lottery ticket and you're like, no, thanks. <laughs> like, I'm, not yeah. saying, I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying it's, you know, it's making them tons of money, but I think it's a pretty good streaming service. I, obviously, um, if those user scores are correct, it seems like it's doing pretty well amongst, um, you know, amongst consumers. So I'm not really sure why they're, they're feeling the need to do this. Um, I'm curious. And I had this question. I haven't been able to find an answer to that yet. So if anybody's seen anything, please let me know. Um, I'm curious if merging HBO max and discovery plus was the plan from the get go, or if that's a plan that's come up in the last couple of months. In moving into this sure. second quarter report, like like when the Warner Media Discovery uh, merger happened, I wonder if they were like, "Hey, we want to get rid of HBO Max." Because if you remember, the only thing that makes me kind of scratch my head though is that HBO Max isn't super old. It's not like it's been around for years and it's outdated and it needs something new. Like HBO Max started close to the time the merger happened, which leads me to believe that maybe this is something that's kind of happened over the last couple of months and they've like, Hey, we're going to merge these two things together and, you know, hopefully create something better out of it. Although I think it's fine, you know, as it is. So I'm not sure. Um, and I even saw this morning that there are reports that Walter Hamada is staying as the head of DC films, which again, I've got to agree with Grace Randolph on this one. It seems like we're going in circles. It doesn't mm -hmm. seem like we're, you know, again, I, I just feel like to even kind of start to wrap this up here, I feel like instead of trying to do what DC has done best in the past with their animated films, they're just they just have their Disney and Marvel blinders on like they just see the money. They just see what could be what the money they the money that they could be raking in. But it's it, again, if they follow Marvel, they're just going to end up being the the great value brand of it. You know what I mean? And and that's mm -hmm. not a bad thing. I'm not saying they can't be successful with that. But if they want to build something really unique and really successful, I think they need to stick to what they do well. And I mean, look, they could do this again. And just because Disney and Marvel were successful with the 10 year plan in the Infinity Saga, it doesn't mean that they will be. The DC will be. You know what I mean? Nope. Doesn't mean that at all. So um, I stand by what I said all along. I think the DCEU is, is gone. I think, um, as many of you have said in the chat, it needs a full reset. Like, and that doesn't mean do what they did with Batgirl and just axe the Flash and axe all of these films, even all even with all the controversy. I'm somebody who can, you know, I, there are certain occasions, but I, I'm somebody who can remove a, an actor or, you know, like, like take Kevin Spacey. I mean, Kevin Spacey has been involved in some shady things, but I still think Kevin Spacey is a remarkable actor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that Michael Jackson, I mean, and I'm not saying he did. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going there, but a lot of people think that Michael Jackson did some sketchy things. And Michael Jackson is one of the greatest musicians of all time. Like you can't deny it. Um, so I'm not saying ax these films like they did with Batgirl. I think Batgirl should have been released on HBO max. Um, but 
Ooh, I like what Jay Dead said right here. What do you think? Uh, why not embrace the anime genre and build a DC universe in anime? I don't know if I like that. Why I think you could you could do that, but I don't know if I want the main universe or the main. I don't know. It could it could work. It could work as a side thing. You know what I mean? It could it could mm-hmm. work as a side thing. I agree. Um, but Miguel, final thoughts on this entire thing. Uh, we're going, we're about an hour and 40 minutes in guys. We'll probably go about an hour and 45, an hour 50. Um, if you have final questions, final comments, throw them in the chat right now, be sure to leave this episode a like, um, I know we haven't, we didn't really get to the chat a whole lot tonight. I know it's kind of, uh, we've just had a lot to talk about and it was our first night back and things like that. So, um, if you have stuff to say, throw it in the chat and we're going to get to it right now. Miguel, final thoughts on everything about Batgirl, about the future of DC, um, Again, for me, it's. I'll I'll let you go before I before I answer. Final thoughts. Uh, I don't know. Time would tell, honestly, man. Like, I can't really give like. All I know is that I don't like the direction that they're going, and I still stand by my fucking analogy in regards to like there that you could say anything you want to make us you know have some sliver of belief that it could possibly work out. But until you're, you know, given that, you know, 90 day, uh, you know, 90 day no sex rule, like, yeah, you're not going to get much from from me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, man. I again, it's it's nothing personal against David Zaslav right, or David. against Walter Hamada or against anybody like not at all. Um, it's not personal against anybody with Warner Brothers Discovery. It's just I, I'm. We've been teased and our hearts have been broken so many times with these characters. And it's just like, why? you know what I mean? It's like you said, time is going to tell. Like, I, mm-hmm. it's just, we're going to have to wait and see how all of this turns out. I will say, though, and the big crux of this whole thing, I don't think Batgirl should have been canceled. Would it have been, the, so best D- Would it have been the, des- the best DC film ever made? No, probably not. Could have been, but probably not. But I think it could have been a really cool, unique thing for the DCEU. You would have brought Keaton back. You would have brought J.K. Simmons back. You would have brought Brendan Fraser back. It would have been really, really cool. Um, I'll say this. It would have been like a blockbuster hit. It would have been like the blockbuster hit of the summer. But it would have been like an important movie for a lot of people, a lot of actors, and a lot of of people that – a lot of people of, uh, of culture, I would say. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it should have been should have been removed. And yeah, listen, guys, there's going to be more reports coming out. There's going to be more uh, news. Ezra Mel is going to pull some out out of pocket shit soon enough. And we're going <laughs> to we're going to we're going to report on it. So like, yeah, this is I don't, like, don't want to report on that anymore. I want to. He's <laughs> fun, but, it, but he's he, he like he's just fun. To rep- he's fun to keep track of. But it just pisses me off how how. um how hard uh, the DC the the DCEU universe is keeping their foot on the ground and keeping them. So, yeah, yeah. I agree, man. Um, yeah, Jaded says Kevin Spacey is a great actor. I heard he's not a good dude, though. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. That's the same I, for a lot a lot of actors, my man. Yeah, it, it's a shame. Uh, mm-hmm. Rosalia says we don't feel ignored. We love your thoughts. Thank you, Ros- Rosalia. We love you guys too. Jaded mm-hmm. says uh, Brad Pinstroke count tonight is two. Hey, I did pretty good tonight, and I had a lot to read. Listen, I read a lot tonight, and I thought I did a pretty good job. So. Yeah, because I can't read. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to read, uh, guys. I think that's gonna do it for us. Uh, 
episode number 86. Thank you guys so much for hanging out um, and for taking the time to be with us tonight. I know we had kind of a long week. Uh, for those of you that weren't listening, I listened. The last here's my last month. My wife and I were out of town. Then we packed up our old house. Tell them your business, moved, buddy. Then we moved into our new house. And then this week it was like getting back into work and that whole and just it was just it was just been a lot. And I I couldn't keep up. So but we're here now. Um tomorrow night you're gonna get us again at 8 p.m. Finally happening. We're going to break down the Halloween ends trailer and the synopsis. We've, we met that we've been meaning to do that for like a week and a half. Well, since the trailer dropped really going on two weeks now, but uh, it just hasn't happened again. We've been super, 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 super busy. Um, so tomorrow night, 8 PM Eastern. Don't forget. We are going to break down that whole trailer uh, and it's going to be a really good time. We have a lot of different things coming up. Oktoberfest is in the works. Um, that is going to be everything. Halloween slash horror related throughout the month of October. Um, I don't, and really, I don't think we have too, too many other films that are releasing uh, in October. I know Hocus Pocus is coming, uh, on the last day of September, we have Halloween ends. Of course, um, there's one more big film that's coming in October that not horror related. It might, might be a Marvel film. I'm not 100 percent positive. Well, no, Wakanda Forever is November. It's November. Yeah. Know, there's there's something else releasing in October that we'll do a review for. But uh, but I will say this though, we 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 I'm really trying to hit Brad on the head with uh, watching uh, that the new movie Nope, and we would we love are, to talk about that too. Yes. So I yeah. think we're going to go see Nope sometime this weekend. I know Prey just dropped. I've heard really good things about Prey. Haven't seen it yet. Um, again, been super busy. But we're, I'm going to watch that this weekend. And maybe we can even review Nope and Prey in, and one, Prey. in one episode. Yeah. So that'll be a good one. We'll, we'll check out Nope this week. Um, we are going to continue on Season 2 of Purely and Simply Evil. We did um, Elm Street 3, Dream War. Dream Warriors! Uh, with Mike and Jay from We Watched a Movie. That was like one of the coolest episodes we've ever done. Um, uh, the Night the Halloween Ends trailer dropped. So that was a couple weeks ago. Uh, and we are going to continue with The Nightmare on Elm Street for The Dream Master very, very soon. And we also have Classics Revisited, which we haven't done our first show yet, but we'll do a watch along um, hopefully in the next two or three weeks some maybe hoping mm. we can do one of those um that'll just be a show like this it's just going to be a piece of the main show where uh we we've already decided we're going to do peter jackson's king kong and um and uh roland emmerich's godzilla from 1998 those are going to be our first two films that we do for classics revisited and that's going to be a really good time we're just going to hang out we're going to watch them together it's going to be like a live com a, a live commentary <laughs> a live commentary so it's gonna be a good time yeah make that three j dead that's fine go ahead do your thing so don't forget to join us uh tomorrow night at 8 p.m guys that is going to do it for us for episode number 86 of let's talk movies we're getting up there man we are on yeah. the road to 100 we have got 13 more episodes and we're at 100 and we're gonna blow past them bitches like nothing <laughs> i know we'll, we'll we'll hit 100 before october so i'm yeah, super excited about it man um and we have a really really big show planned for uh for our 100th and it's gonna be a good time so uh new episodes of our shows premiere every single tuesday and saturday except for tomorrow because you're gonna get us on a sunday night at 8 p.m uh you can follow us on Twitter. I forgot where I was. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Make that for Jaded. Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> uh, we talk the movies. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to leave this episode a like. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Oh, we're working on a new intro too, by the way. 
It's gonna be killer. Which is gonna be sick. I'm, yeah. I have the I have the beginning of it done. It's really sick. So we love you guys. Thanks for being patient with us, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. Peace. Peace.